everyone and welcome to Spoilers Obviously. Click, click, click. <laughs> I am your host, Joel, and with me today, Moses the Moon. That's me, everybody. I'm the Moses Moon. What up, what up, what up, my brother? Hey, man. Long time no see. Long time no speak. Yeah, brother. Been a long time. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, doing all right. Find the war and, uh, you know, just surviving. Ding. Oh, I'm good, man. <laughs> How you been? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm not going to do any, uh, you know, voices because I'm horrible at that. Um, you know what? Just for the pure sake of it, just give me something. Um, God damn it. I, I can only think of Morty for some reason right now. Do it. Do Morty. Oh, I'm feeling good, Rick. No, nope. That's nope. It's like nope. Morty cross Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Mickey. What about you, <laughs> oh, what? All right, let's let's. What are we talking about today? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not good with voices. I'm horrible at that. Give me your money, motherfuckers. Um, yeah. Yes. How does this voice sound like? More very masculine. Very, very masculine. masculine. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's good stuff. We should yeah. do the whole episode like this. Oh no! I. <laughs> it, oh yeah. It, 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 it'll sound fucking horrible very quickly. I think it'll sound really good, especially since we're talking about hot D. Hot, steamy D with long Big necks. old D. <laughs> Dude, that dragon has a long fucking neck. We are it's a noodle, about... noodly dragon. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? We're talking about House of the Dragons. Well, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragons. Episode two. You know that that song has some very, you know, as, as far as the fuck up that GOT was, it still is in a deep place in our hearts. I can tell you, two years ago, I was, uh, oh no, three years ago, I was in uh, doing uh, active military duty. And we'd got called that there were some weapons in a car. And so like um, the set squad that's meant to go out at, at emergencies, we all hopped in and drove off and, uh, and it was a big ordeal. You know, we caught, we caught them, stopped everything, shut everything down and more manpower came on its way. We concluded that relatively shortly, which was great. And uh, what came to pick us up with this open back truck. So we all hopped mm-hmm. in the back and it's the middle of night. It's dark, it's cold. And uh, as we're driving back and it's loud, you know, I don't remember if it was me or someone who started it, but it was someone. And everybody just on our way back to base all the way back. So, you know, you know, you did something right. You know, not everything, but something right. When you can at least endear the theme song, which. Of course, in episode two, returns with an opening. Yes. With so that was great. That 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 was amazing. So before we actually get into the episode, I want to say some fun facts that came after episode one. Mm, do it. So 
fun fact number one the this Bruno. the episode opening was so amazing that this show this episode got the most amount of ratings or viewers to be more accurate the most amount of viewers for a pilot episode ever if i remember yeah, don't right, say <laughs> if i remember right it got like 10 million viewers just that episode it surpassed any hbo tv show even game of thrones itself what the episode one episode one yes well fair enough that that was absolutely like it, it just shows just how much this world that jojo martin is absolutely amazing that agreed the pilot episode for yes you have to say it wouldn't have got this amount of viewers if not for, for Game of Thrones itself, but mm-hmm. it does show us that people still want this and they love this. And, you know, it's all thanks to Game of Thrones that this show surpassed the pilot episode of Game of Thrones and every pilot episode out there of HBO specifically. Well, that makes sense. That So that is fact number one. Fact number two, thanks to episode one, of House of the Dragon, they officially announced season two. Hey, yeah. So that that that's amazing to say. After one episode, we didn't. Even... So you're saying it was all hinging on this one episode to go well that they would even think about continuation? Yeah, I I believe so. That huh. they they really put all their faith on this one episode. If, if it would work, if it wouldn't work, and clearly it did work, and they got the green light for season two. So, the well, thing good is, on them. Yeah, it is definitely good on them. The thing is, it, season two was only now green light, and it's almost September, like in about like what a day or two. And yeah. how soon can we predict season two to come out? Because each season of Game of Thrones was, you know, every year. They, you know, only announced season two. They didn't even start casting and, you know, writing a storyline and, you know, filming and then editing. They have a lot of work to do. So when can we expect season two of that? That could kind of suck if it would be like in two years from now. But I really hope it will be a lot sooner than later. Well, if it goes that good, uh, you know what? The wait will be worth it slash especially... It will give us time to process the trash fire that uh, Rings of Power is probably going to be. Um, I, I definitely do believe the rate, the weight will be worth it. But I don't know if you heard of the TV show uh, Westworld. They do, for some reason, release an episode, a season, every two years. And that, yep. that, that's annoying. It's been already five years and they have only like, what, four seasons? They didn't finish it? They didn't finish it. They have like three or four seasons, something like that. Like, dude, it's because right, like I wanted to get into seasons. that, but yeah. So, you know, I don't want them to do the exact same thing over here because by the time you, you know, let's say it is, you know, every other year, by the time you get to season two, it's like, what, what happened in season one? Like, I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, so, then um, that just means we can rewatch it and yeah. introduce our kids to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he is too young for that. <laughs> Grandpa, this show sucks. It's so old. The graphics are horrible. What? Back <laughs> in my day, it was the top of the line. Yes. But it's not even re- ultra reality. 
It's not VO, Dad. God. Oh, gosh. But, but, but anyways, uh, let's get into the actual episode itself. Let's I, get into it. I, I'm, I'm going to say my point of view before asking you. For, That's fine. For fun, for, Go for it. For a change. I, <laughs> I, I, usually, okay. I usually ask your opinion before I ask myself. <laughs> That's true. All right. I want to hear your opinion. Go. No, it's not. <laughs> it's I'm not, not mad it, or anything. Motherfucker. <laughs> Such a sulky baby. No, go ahead. I I do appreciate this episode more than episode one. Mm. Um, episode one for me was like okay, like we could. We also talked about it, and we like it was like a flat line, but it was like a good flat line. Over here, it's like mm. okay. Now the flat line starting to have a curve upwards, so it, mm. it, it's a it's a positive. I I start to see the conflicts that are happening over here, and it's very interesting. And I'm pretty sure everyone has the problem with one thing that almost happened, and we're glad it didn't happen at the end. Yeah, and um, but obviously. But- well, here's the thing that that's an interesting aspect. See, culturally, okay, first of all, it's a fantasy world, but on a historical level, th- such things were precedent. But the thing is, in this day and age, our sensibilities are make us beyond that. So <clears throat> it makes it really vile in our eyes. And so for one thing, it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But on the other side, it's like, yeah, well, it was a real possibility. Those were real cons- things to considerate. That's not even a word to consider. <laughs> but it still happened either way. So yeah. So no, but I'm saying in this show, I'm I'm gonna get get into it later. But what what do you think? What what was your thoughts about this episode? Well, I, again, I don't think they would have gone into it. Uh, um, on a quick overview, I definitely liked the episode. It definitely set up the precedent for our characters and who we're dealing with. It also confirmed a few things for me. Uh, Damon goes to Dragon Rock and uh, Rhaenerys. Rhaenyra. I remember her name Rhaenyra. now. Rhaenyra. Yeah. Rhaenyra. I did my yeah. homework. Well, someone else is a Rhaenyra, a Rhaenyris, the, the queen that would, who the, was not. The queen that, God damn it. The queen that was not. Right. Who Nonetheless. Yeah, sometimes. Nira is coming to her own, Mm -hmm. and there's some interesting things there about that. I loved, like when they were walking on the like the the walkway. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna. That's a setup for sure." Because that's like a real. If that's like one of the only entrances or way to approach the castle, it's really well fortified. Especially if you got a dragon and Damon went all nuclear. Was like, "Yep, I brought my dragon. You guys are fucked." And I was like, "Hmm, I don't know how this gonna." I honestly thought. There, this would be the uh, the pin out of the grenade, and, and uh, having uh, Rhaenyra come in was like that makes sense. But that also proved to me that uh, Damon actually loves his niece, uh, even out of a point of uh, of disinterest or a conflict of interest, if you will. He was still willing to give up the egg and not push bloodshed, which he would have certainly like he this guy's ready to go. He's goading for it. So 
uh, but ultimately, like, uh, I really liked the dynamics. I really liked the political push and, uh, and uh, ebb and flow. It's interesting to see the king starting to realize what Damon said is true, that, like, uh, that people perceive him as weak and his council is leeching off of him and they're trying to get their claws into him and he's starting to clue in on that. But at the same time, he's still like, ah, I got a wed. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Lady, Lady Lita? Lita? Yeah, something like that. Lady Lita. Yeah. She has a an A in her name. But anyways, uh, we, we kind of saw that one coming. Uh, yeah, Alicent. Alicent. Alicent is the one yeah, who, de- who decides to marry. Yeah, it seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Still eh, but at the same time, like, eh. And which is interesting, because we talked about this last time, where there'd be a, 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 like a conflict between mm-hmm. uh, Renera being like, ah, <laughs> you're my best friend. Why would you betray me? And it's interesting, because now we see that uh, Alicent was quiet about it you know, as per the king's request, but even her. So you can see that even she's starting to play the hands game uh, as well, even young. She even even influences uh, Renera to talk to her father, even though it was out of a, a comforting way. It was still manipulative. Mm-hmm. And uh, and th- so so the show, this episode in particular was very pleasing to me because you could see the the height and the the level of intrigue and uh, depth that the writers have in this and they're kind of they're not flexing yet but they're, they're it's like they're stretching you can see where some of these elements are going and i'm i'm very pleased yeah i they, well it is the beginning so they kind of they're flexing a little bit but not like too much which is nice so we have otto who, who he is the hand of the king yeah and we see in very in the first episode he basically tells his daughter alicent uh, alicent Al- you know, once uh, the queen died, you know, go immediately, go talk with the king and like befriend him. Comfort him. Exactly. So that was episode one. Episode two takes place six months later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is a big time jump. We will see way a lot more time jumps in the show. Um, even bigger time jumps. But we basically she goes and comforts uh, the king. And by the time they, they tell the king you have to remarry, you know, as a king, that is your duty. It's like, he, okay, he has, he says like to his daughter, Rhaenyra, you know, this hasn't it been a year and a half. No, it's been, a, it's been a half a year. Ah, so ah, he, that makes sense. I just reversed the two things. All right. Yeah. So, you know, while, uh, you know, before he goes to talk with Rhaenyra and tells her like, you know, what was going to happen? He, the king talks with uh, Alicent and he tells her, you know, he tells her like he needs to remarry. It's his duty and blah, blah, blah. And she tells him like, well, why don't you go talk with your daughter? Like, you know, talk about this. I also lost my mother. We have something in common over here. And the king says, uh, I, I'd rather not talk to my daughter of 15. I would rather face the black, <laughs> the, the, dre- the, black uh, the black dread than my daughter of 15. Yeah, exactly. So basically, line. which... Yeah, amazing line, but it does tell us Rhaenyra is also 15. So he's not willing to marry a 12-year-old because she's too young, but he's willing to marry a 15-year-old. So, <laughs> I mean, today in some countries that still flies, but still to our Western sensibilities, it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not okay, but I do, yes, I do understand it. You know, back in those days, 
it was you know logical that's what people did obviously but when you know first Alicent and the Rainier they don't look 15 to me they actually in the 20s uh, so obviously exactly and then you have the the girl who's actually 12 i think she looks to me she looks eight but they tell yeah, us yeah i like, thought she was nine <laughs> i was like yeah it's like, uh, yeah that was my reaction oh, she's 12 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways great uh, actress though good oh, on yeah. her like yeah, no. she didn't stumble or like feel weird out of place like a lot of kid or child actors have a weird disconnect yeah and for me uh and like i'm hypercritical in watching certain uh performances and like i bought it hook line and sinker like i didn't feel forced emotion like it felt really weird real so that whoever she is top notch like she's gonna go far yeah she she did an absolutely amazing job i you know for that small period of acting i liked her Mm -hmm. very well i do have to say what do we have in common with otto the hand of the king and uh, Littlefinger. That they're manipulative pricks. Exactly. Mm. So we so we can kind of see similarities over here. What do we have in common with the Keen and Rob Stark? Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Oh, Game okay, yeah. So this was this was interesting. I talked about this. I watched this with a friend of mine. So Rob he was in a political circumstance where he was going to marry one of the rye who is uh, the Frey. Frey, thank you Frey. <laughs> uh and little did he know that the Frey girl was going to be actually gorgeous but anyhow uh uh and so he marries out of love and is split between two two women if you will or two obligations however though similar are the king here is split between two choices in this matter of houses to marry. Uh, one that would strengthen both situations would strengthen their cause, one being the Rye and their geopolitical situation, so like location and manpower, and the uh, the sea masters, forget that, anyways, and all their goodness, or the house of the the high tower, I guess it is. High tower, Valyrian, high Valyria. No, Valyrian was the yeah. was the sea guys, because they that was their blood. You yeah. know, their that was one of the things that had them gunning for the throne when they're high claims. Whereas this guy is not so much has a claim, but uh, and it's weaker. But his daughter is older. However, they're both politically inclined. Just one's a weaker choice. Mm-hmm. One of them is richer with money. They do say that Otto, the hand of the king, his family are in this timeline are a lot richer than the Lannisters in Game of Thrones. Mm. Way, way richer. So on one hand, you know, marrying into money. On the mm. other hand, which is also love. On the other yeah. hand, marrying into power and political reasons, which is... Can I just pause? Something just hit me in the head. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, back in GOT, the Lannisters hire whom to help fill their army? The the mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Who? What was their name? Who the mercenaries? Yeah, they were the the gold cloaks. The gold cloaks. Yeah. Which yeah. Damien created yeah. the gold cloaks. 
so is yeah is this did we just witness the origin of the gold cloaks yeah was that the yeah okay because that just that just clicked it just like oh wait hold on what i didn't i didn't mention over i didn't mention this on my hebrew podcast i didn't mention Uh (laughs) (laughs) i I guess i didn't no, um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't click that in t- just now. That's all right. My bad. Anyways, no, no, no. Uh, it's, it, it, it's it's all good. Um, at some point, uh, when they get the letter from Damien that he stole the egg and all that, uh, Rhaenyra basically says, "Why don't we go with the dragons?" And over here, you know, then they tell her, "How about you go and decide who will be the king's god?" You know. Now, in one hand, she is going to be the queen as of right now. So mm-hmm. she should know how to you know, work all of this. On the other hand, when she went to, uh, you know, to choose who will be the king's god, uh, Otto went with her, the hand of the king. Yep. And when she decides, she basically says, okay, who out of all the people over here has more battle experience? We're and actually combat soldiers, yeah. Exactly. And when she names the person, I forget his name, Otto's like, yeah, how about no? Not, like, maybe someone else. The reason why he says that, that is his son. And now, yeah. what happens to someone who becomes the, you know, king's god? They, they shall get, father uh... no children. They shall mm-hmm. not marry. So, ah. something very similar here with Tywin Lannister and Jamie, the fact that Otto wants his children to have kids. He's basically marrying his daughter to the king. Eventually, obviously, he'd want his son to marry. But now, basically, yeah. he's bound to never marry and never have kids. So wait, hold on. I thought I thought the person who she chose was the the guy who, in the the first of the tourney who like bested everybody. Just yeah. a lowly knight, and he's a a, a Danish man. Yeah, uh, that's. I thought that wasn't his son. I thought his son was the guy who got dismounted horribly by Damien uh, at the beginning when he thr- thrusts his uh, lance across the, the horse and trips him. Because he had the high ridge, high... I could be mistaken over here. Yeah, you could be right. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, because he's the handsome dude and whatever, we don't really get a look at uh, his son's face. I think what he was doing was... Because what he explains is that, you know, that this is uh, when you become a high uh, high guard, the it's it's like a similar to an alliance allowing mm. people to, to merge. So yeah. and she's like, yeah, but none of these people are worth their shit. So but this guy was a foot soldier and da da da. So if, and he's like he comes from a humble uh, upbringing so and technically it's being elevated I, so I believe that is what's going on which means that uh the prestigious position was not filled by his son or anyone else it was just um so he can still have kids i'm pretty sure it's but it's more of the fact that uh the potential love hint scenario between Rhaenyra and this uh knight is possible yeah, I, I similar to Daenerys and uh, John. Uh, Ger- no, well, Ger- I mean, Geron moment prior, prior to mm. his her nephew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think you're right. I could be mistaken over here, and uh, 
It's okay. That's why I'm here. We balance each other. Misinforming everyone. (laughs) But yeah. Everyone, all the dragons, they're actually sentient beings who created the universe and they're just biding their time. They're actually going to (laughs) know. Um, do you remember? I, I remember the name of a uh, Rhaenyra's dragon. Do you remember it? Any chance? Oh, nah. I'm, it's, it's I'm bad name. with dragon names. It's a great <laughs> name. It also reminds me of thyroid, which is not so <laughs> flattering. <laughs> I I have to say, listening to Damien's dragon roar was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it sounded like a bird, like a small. It's got bird. a long neck. It's got a little chirpy thing. I don't know. The, the the egg <sighs> that he stole was a uh, uh, Rhaenyra's uh, baby brother that was that was not alive. The heir for a day. Yeah, that's what what offended them was like yeah. it's like okay you you chose an egg that's fine like they're gonna you could tell the king was like ah fuck like I don't know but the fact that it was like a direct a direct like ooh he took the very king the uh, boys mm-hmm. you know. Uh, egg is like uh, he this is the airline that's gonna happen it's like ooh, you don't do that yeah don't you do it don't <laughs> do it the i think it was very badass of rainier to go and uh, basically face him i that was like the pointing to- turn for me like okay now this is the curve of the show starting to go up personally for me so yeah. the fact that she went over there as a total badass and he's like you know she she tells them like I'm what's stopping you from being a king. If you like, all you need to do is kill me, and you will be the heir. That's all you need to do. It's like, yeah. holy shit! And he decides yeah. not to kill her. Like, wow, that's. And that's when you know, like, she weighed her relationship, and you know that there's fondness between them. You know, yeah. it's established when he gives her the necklace of the of the Valyrian steel. The, the, yeah, Valyrian steel. And uh, and and that there's the, that bonds them because he she mentions his sword, uh, black sister I think. Yeah. And anyways, so the point is that like there's that connection between them, and he obviously does care about her. He wouldn't, he wouldn't or else he would have just killed her. Uh, yeah. And so that and this is what's intriguing to me is because you know he wants he's on the hunt and the rise for power. And he's going to do it. Like, there's going to be something there. However, how it's going to play out, especially as the the other people start uh, lusting for power themselves, is this is, I believe, going to be the Dance of the Dragons, as I think we confirmed amongst ourselves last, last time we talked about this. Yeah, last week. Uh, it's going to be interesting, especially with the, the crab feeder. And we're going to see how that plays in at the yeah. end of the episode. That was amazing. The crab feeder. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The well, it's interesting. They keep mentioning him and keep alluding to him. And like uh, both the first of the episode, it's brought up in the first episode of my Lord, like this guy is killing pirates and da da da. And like, yeah, it sounds it's fine. And at the beginning and the end of this episode, we have a bookend of the f- crab feeder doing his thing, which looks very gnarly and amazing. Also, the end. Also, if you ever seen, have you ever seen Love, Death, and Robots? Those yes. little vignettes. Yes, yeah. Okay. Did you see the third? I think it's in the third season. Bad travels. Yeah, yeah. Bad travelings with the yeah. giant crab. That yeah, kind oh, of. Oh my of. god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So that's I kind of got those vibes. I was like, ooh. Uh, so that is something important, but we I think. 
either he will become a player or that it is establishing the threat that when Damien disperses of them, because again, between him and the Seamaster, I forget his name, white dreaded dude. Anyways, he he's, he's like, really look, <laughs> King's not King's not doing anything about this. And if you do something, you're going to gather favor of the people's eyes. So come on now. So I'm predicting next episode, there's going to be some some good old classic bloodshed and war, like a siege, not siege, but like battle scenes. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So that that would, like I said, I can totally see how everything is starting to play. And I'm very glad we see it very early on, not later in the series. Mm. Yeah. in the show in the season so first of all the crab feeder how he kills his victims he, he nails them to a wooden post on on the tide via like, their hands yeah exactly the crabs eat them but because it's on the tide what happens at night the tide rises up so not only do they get eaten alive by crabs they also drown that's how he kills yep. his victims amazing amazing I, I i absolutely love this it's this is what i love about game of thrones um, he's brutal what would you think about the i think the crab feeder was seemed pretty disformed in some manner I, deformed I, I, in a way I think, I think that was amazing he, he i don't i'm not sure if it's a mask or like it's a part of a mask like connected to his face or that's his actual face but Hashtag I, I body modifications yeah but i i i loved it and mm. about basically the play of you know controlling the throne so as we see in the end of the episode, the boatmaster goes to Damien and we see basically how that is now people from the small council are now going against the king. And yeah. we, do, we do see Otto at the first, first episode trying to make connections from to his family, to the throne. Yeah, with more, the little stronger. Uh, said by Raven, yeah. Exactly. And... I did see oh, it's all the, coming together. It is, it's all coming together. And I did see the promo for episode three. And what? yeah, and they open the promo with uh, Otto, the hand of the king, calls his daughter Alison. And he says, Aegon will be king. It's like, who the fuck is Aegon? Then we see her holding a four year old kid. So yeah. basically tells us he is another time job of about. Wait. Aegon Targaryen. Aegon Targaryen. Isn't that the Mad King? No, no, no. We we have no. Aegon. Aegon is a very common name in the Targaryen family. Well, fuck them. Yeah, but <laughs> fuck she, you, George Martin. <laughs> they, they do. They do tell us. Uh, you know, Otto does tell his daughter Aegon will become king, and we see Alicent holding like a four-year-old kid, which means it's let's say she got married, got pregnant. The kids yeah. result. So let's say between five to almost six years later from episode two. So episode yeah. three is about five to six years later. We see more, uh, you know, conflict between Alicent and Rhaenyra, and mm-hmm. more. You know, now she's his her mother in law. Yeah, that, which which is hilarious. Could you speak, imagine speak, having a best friend and then become your mom? Fuck, that, <laughs> dude. When they when they were walking in the. Uh, you know, sidewalk, whatever it was, like in the garden, and the king, yeah. the king comes like, oh, my niece, my favorite cousin. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that that was a, like, it, w- it was a funny line, but same time, like, that is disgusting. <laughs> yep. Oh lord. 
Yeah. But hey, you called that in the in our last episode when we were thinking you were like, oh, she's going to marry him. I don't know if you read spoilers or something like that, but uh, but you you called it pretty cleanly that the king was going to marry Alicent and uh, the things are going to get choppy. Um, I didn't like I saw a few videos, reviews, and I also did a little of my math um, Mm. and I did. It makes sense. It it does it does make sense. I almost bought the House of the Dragon book. Mm. I, okay, I did buy the book, but a page was torn out of it. Like, well, fuck this! I'm gonna return it. So, I am planning on reading it, even though I did hear it's not really a book. It's more of a history book of the uh, Targaryen Song of family. Blood and Fire. Uh, bl- uh, blood and Fire. Uh, fire and Blood. Yeah. We're Israelis. We read things backwards, anyways. <laughs> Yes, but um, I I give this episode about a five. In in a whole, once again, similar to how I do all things until a series is completed, I withhold judgment and reserve my final gradings. However, individually, uh, I rated them uh, quite different. Last time, I think I said, because we're coming back into Westeros, the nostalgia strong and the episode was setting everything up and it was intriguing. I gave it about a six. I gave this episode, this number two, I think would be about a seven in my books, just because it's really pushing along and setting dynamics and we're still Mm -hmm. getting into the world building, which is really nice. I love that shit. Uh, But out of total, since we don't know how it all, how it goes, I think they both average down to five uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. However, it's not the best thing in the world and it's certainly not the worst and it's not season eight. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I'm a pretty, I'm very hopeful, very surprised, but at the same time, you can tell that the writers love this world and that the, the intrigue and the, and like the whole thing is about political intrigue and that's where it sits strong. And the amount of dialogue that are is that are in these shows is delightful, and I'm I, I'm enjoying sitting, watching a beautiful world being displayed and absorbing all this basically useless knowledge and lore for a fantasy story because that's not going to have any in, in impact or uh, you know whatever resonance in my life. However, I am thoroughly enjoying it. So yes, I I'm. Same. I am really, really enjoying this. I love this world. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm very, very excited. I'm like starting to get more hopeful and more excited about this. So, mm. you know, working slowly with it. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't believe I mentioned it last episode, but HBO, Game of Thrones, they have their own podcast, an official podcast called Game of Thrones Podcast. Well, the official Game of Thrones podcast, House of Lame. the Dragons. So... Go ahead, guys. Listen to that. It is uh, it's quite interesting. They do get into detail. They talk about each episode, and also with the actors. And they also did an episode with George R. Martin himself. Himself. I mean, it's, it's cool. Uh, Just have a lame title for their uh, podcast. Yeah, but I do believe we got to our end of this episode. I am your host, Joel. With me today, Moses Moon. That's me. <laughs> I'm gonna put all the links in the bio. Give us five stars on Spotify and everywhere else. We talked about uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragons, episode two. We are hot D. Hot D. 
Hot D. <laughs> we are spoilers, obviously, and we will catch you up on the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>